Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again?, For more information on Michael or myself or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hello. Uh, Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio. This is Michelle Shea, and I'm filling in for Jeannie today. It is June 3rd, 2016, and I'd like to invite you to participate in the show through the chat room or calling in to uh, share in the discussion. And if you want to speak with us, you press 1, and our call-in number is 646-200-4169, and that will put you in the queue, and um, we can start a conversation. So, um, don't think about the color purple. And let's welcome Michael. Thank you, young lady. Welcome. Thanks for taking over for Jeannie. Yesterday was Jeannie's eternal day. And uh, instead of celebrating it yesterday, we did go out for dinner last night, but uh, we decided to celebrate today and uh, take the day off. So, we're in the big city of Sarasota, Florida. And uh, Jeannie's actually, we have a friend here that's a chiropractor, and she's up there getting a, a laser treatment. So, new laser that he just brought back from Germany. It's supposed to do some really awesome, magical stuff. So, so we're just uh, taking a day to play, and we're honored that you're here to, to share with us. And um, Michelle, thank you for being available to take that space for Jeannie. It's, uh, it's easier for me to just get on the phone and do something when we're traveling, unless we don't have access at all. But getting on the computer is a whole other thing. So thanks for filling in. Absolutely, I'm I'm privileged to participate in um, in any capacity, and so I wondered if you were going to do a full intro. I know there was a really good discussion going on yesterday related to the feelings and emotions. Well, actually, I think Rex should be there with his hand up, and Paul, and I told them we'd just skip the uh, the intro and uh, go right into that conversation. Okay, very good. So, yeah, Rex. Welcome to the show, and hi, Paul. Um, thanks for joining us in California. Hi, it's Paul. How are you? Welcome, sir. Thank you. Um, Magic hello, of Rick. technology. Yeah. As long as we've got it figured out. And <laughs> hi, Michael uh, and uh, Michelle. It's Rex in Lansing, Michigan. Welcome, sir. Yeah. And is Dr. Tim with us as well? Oh, let's see. I haven't run a switchboard in a while, but you don't see his number up right now. If you're there, Tim, maybe you'd put your hand up. I'm sure he'd put his hand up if you were there. So yeah, no, I he may be otherwise it. engaged today. Okay. In any event, we're delighted okay. that you guys are here and that you opened the uh, the question with the um, – the feelings versus uh, sensations versus uh, emotions. And so that's where we want to head today. And uh, Jeannie had uploaded, I had actually redone the worksheet, had gotten some guidance on it and uh, redid the worksheet. And I I guess she's having some difficulty getting it to, uh, to show up on the website. So if you uh, if you went to the website and looked and you downloaded the latest seven-step worksheet, right down to the bottom right-hand corner, uh, the second line up, it should or the bottom line, in the ba- bottom corner, it's just the important video link and then have a video link there. And just before that, there's a V-06-2016-4. 
if that isn't there, then she's still having trouble getting it to go. When I uh, when I left her upstairs, she was still working on it. So, but if anybody wants to go to whyagain.org, and then you'll see a link that says Quick Print or Worksheets to Print. If you click on that and go to the seventh step, if she's gotten it to work, then down to the bottom line, there's always a date on the bottom of the sheet. You'll see 1985 to 2016, V06-2016-4. The last one was 2016-3, 5-2016-3. So is anybody able to see that sheet, Paul? Well, Rex, Michael, Michelle? what I opened, yeah, what I have right now, what I've opened is um, it's showing up on the website. All those numbers, it goes V as in Victor, dash zero two. 2016-2. Okay. Then she's still yeah, working. She's still not working then. Okay. okay. Well, we'll let that one go. Not working. So we'll just have to work off of uh, of our conversation in this sheet. I was hoping we'd all be able to get to look at it. We uh, we had an appointment with this uh, this friend of ours in uh, uh, Sarasota, and we kind of quickly put it together and printed it and got it sent to her, and she uploaded it, but there's a, a problem with the website, and so... What can I say? It's what it is for today. So anyway. Awesome. So the question uh, that's on the floor, we've been, you know, two days ago we kicked it around quite a bit and briefly addressed it yesterday. And uh, so what I've done, for me, what I what I got out of the whole discussion, what it came to, and, you know, you've heard me say a dozen times on the show the most important thing is the questions that when we get to engage in questions, then that's when we get answers. If the question's right and tuned, you know, we're going to get it. So what I got from it is that very much like we talk about how people substitute thoughts for feelings. You brought that up the other day, Rex. It's like, yeah, well, I'm feeling like she should really act differently. Well, I'm not feeling that. I'm thinking that, but I've substituted thoughts for feelings. And what I'm recognizing is that we've used the word feeling inappropriately and an emotion is a product of a thought and because most of the culture avoids feeling they go to their heads and they say let's say if they go into anger they say i'm feeling anger but most people my experience is they're not feeling anger at all. They're in their heads. They're, they're in their thought process, and the effect of that thought, an emotion. And they don't experience a sensation in their bodies at all. And just that refinement is what clicks in for me. So what I've done is I've changed the worksheet around so that uh, where on the right-hand side we've got my emotional upset level. That's still there. And I changed step one to read, I blank, who am love, I'm experiencing, and then in brackets we've got the words, identify your emotions. Because most people who oh. live in denial and dissociation mm-hmm. are stuck in their emotions, which are just products of their thoughts. They can't feel anything. Most people are numb. They're drugged. You know, the sugar, the caffeine, the white flour, the white rice, the white bread. The, you know, just keep people from actually feeling. So I shifted that that uh, first step to uh, to identify your emotions, and then the blank is there, and use a separate worksheet for each emotion. Then pointing out that hostility and fear from internal corrupt data goes on from there, and then the next time we talk about. Uh, it, Toward the end of that particular section, uh, my denial causes my carbon-based memory to displace my experience of myself as my essence, love, and tells me the lie that my emotions are caused by my trigger. So I shifted that word to emotions there. And then in the box, instead of draw your feelings, I put in draw your emotions And then number 1D, the next change is, the truth is only my thoughts cause my emotional upset. And then looking at the thought, I used to cause my emotion. And so in 1D, we're asking people to go back and look at the emotion in 1B and recognize the thought they're thinking 
that causes that particular emotion. And then in the box where you do the verbal release, we've shifted from my feelings to my emotions. So a few changes there. And let's see, that takes us through step one. There are changes further, but that takes us through step one. So I'll just throw it open and see if, if that fits for you guys and if there are any other uh, refinements or thoughts on it. Yeah. Or, or whether I'll... or not you might have any feelings about it. <laughs> well, let me let me think about that a minute. <laughs> Good man, he's right on today, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I had a question. Uh, the truth is, only my thoughts cause me or cause my emotional upset from feel. Right. Um, and then you said something right after that, and I don't think I got it. So the thoughts, a separate wake-up sheet for each thought, I use to cause my emotion. Then probably. Okay. My that I used to cause. Wait a minute. Where are you now? Um, one D. D. The okay. truth is only okay. my thoughts cause my emotional upset. The thought. My emotional upset, right? Yeah. A separate work wake up sheet for each thought. I use right. to cause my emotion. Emotion. Or my emotional correct. upset. Okay. Emotion. No, just my emotion. emotion. Okay. Good. All right. We could put emotional upset. We could put emotional upset there, but then I'd be into a whole other level of trying to squeeze words together. So <laughs> we're yeah. just going to go with emotion there. Keep it yeah, on one page. We can page. relate to that. We can relate to the words. You know, when you're last mm-hmm. year, you know, this year we're sitting still, but last year we did. I think it was 35 cities and about 180 free workshops, and so uh, carrying a lot of paper if you get it down to more up to more than one one page is uh, is a challenge. Brad? Yes. Um, I don't know if this is important, but, you know, what's within coming to me is just truth, um, only my thoughts cause my emotions. And, like, for someone just starting, knowing that there's only one thought they're catching out of every time, and that more often, I think, than not, it's the um, unconscious thought that is causing the emotion. Absolutely. For most well, people, that's the whole idea of the worksheet is to get conscious. The whole idea of the worksheet is to get conscious because most people stay totally, completely away from the cause of their thoughts, or pardon me, the cause of their feelings, their own thoughts, and they hang out with thoughts like, you made me angry, you made me sad, you hurt me. So, yeah, they're totally unconscious, and the idea of the worksheet is to begin to start to move into conscious awareness. No, no, it does make sense. And um, I'm saying if someone's beginning and learning, you know, as far as the thoughts they're aware of, like, no, that doesn't make sense. And I don't know whether that refinement distinction or subtle, you know, language was important enough to, you know, because there's a thought she knows and there's a whole boatload that you don't. Yeah. And, and once you become aware, you'll notice it says, for each feeling, I do a separate worksheet. For each thought, I do a separate worksheet. And the whole idea is to drill down into your unconscious so that you no longer are unconscious in that area. Now, I mm-hmm. believe that the unconscious mind is an aberration. We're not designed to have an unconscious. We're designed to be able to be aware of every energy that's moving in us all the time. But we live in so much denial and dissociation that we've created this whole artificial barrier, this veil, by holding the breath. And the idea is to start to drill down. And, you know, when I, you've heard me say this before, Michelle, when I do a worksheet, I've got at least a dozen blanks. And as I pay attention, I become aware of subtler thoughts that I never knew I had. And, and there's, I start my next worksheet, and then I start my next worksheet. And, you know, I would say over the years of doing that, probably I end up with at least four worksheets out of every one that I do by paying attention to the subtler thoughts that I get in touch with, the things that when I got my nine-bit mind all focused out there and blaming them and thinking about them and holding my breath, I don't, I don't even have a clue they're there. And, Michelle, I would add, Michael, um, to clarify what you're saying, I, what I'm hearing you say, Michelle, is um, whether or not they're conscious that the thought they're having 
uh, well, let me start again. Whether or not they're aware of the thoughts they're having that are causing their emotions, the key is build the, build the neuron activity, build the brain cells so that the person will actually, as they develop more conscious awareness, as Michael is saying, then they become aware of the thoughts that are at cause, but the first step is to actually acknowledge their cause. And that's what I, what I see us doing in this process with what Michael's saying and so forth is that it, once I say, okay, I remember, I remember way back and Michael would say something, I'd go, uh uh-huh, I got it. <laughs> and I didn't get mm-hmm. crap. <laughs> I mean, I got something, but it wasn't what Michael was saying. But, it, you know, this was a long time ago. And it's so it's the first step is to acknowledge that my thoughts cause my emotions. And once I have that level of acknowledgement, as I reveal the unconscious parts that are the thoughts that are below conscious awareness, and they start surfacing, like in Shakespeare, as that starts coming up, I'm able to see, and now I can directly address deeper levels of my own process. Does that help clarify that as well, Michelle? I'm clear. With a beginner mind. Well, and that's the, that's the whole point. With a beginner mind, we need to start with the premise. The premise is thoughts cause emotion, mm-hmm. not people, places, and things, and situations, and so forth. And so that's the premise. A beginner mind is going to go, oh, I got that. But what they don't have is all the underlying processes that we call thinking that are coming from the evidential mind that are not thinking at all, but they're just repeating all the data in there. They don't have all that. So the beginner mind is going to go, yeah, I understand that. Well, good. They have the beginning start to understand. It's not complex. You have a thought, you have an emotion. And then as they develop and it's their a process. skills. Yes. Yeah, it's a process that we're here to, to educate, to introduce people mm-hmm. to and help them to build the brain cells. I used to um, be a partner in a uh, recording studio in Nashville, and I was on the business end of things. And my partner was the music producer. And he would do uh, produce a piece of music, and there'd be – you know, six voices, there'd be oboes, there'd be cellos, there'd be, I mean, I don't even know the name of all the instruments. And he'd do a mix, and he'd call me in the studio, and he'd say, now, listen to this. And so I'd listen. And then he'd switch, and he'd go, now, listen to this. Did you hear that difference? Like, to him, it was like there was an elephant in the room. And I'd say, well, actually, you know, they both sound good to me. But didn't you hear those oboes brought up three octaves? Like, no, I didn't. But he heard them. The guy who was doing the uh, the editing, you know, this guy was amazing. He could. We, that was back when we were using um, two inch tape to record sessions on. There was none of this digital stuff around then. And this guy could literally take a razor blade and cut a note out of the tape, and you'd never know it disappeared. These guys had the brain cells for that. And, of course, everybody who starts to do this work wants, you know, i got five bucks in five minutes. Tell me everything you know so I know it yesterday. And, you know, we're introducing people to concepts that in many cases will take them years to understand. So it's the same thing. We're, we're, we are going to introduce it to the beginner mind, and they're going to understand it at a beginner level, and they're, they're, we're going to take it to the advanced mind, and the advanced mind is going to understand it on an advanced level. Does that kind of get to where you're you're looking to go with that, Michelle? I'm complete. Okay, cool. So any thoughts for you, Paul, or anything else, Rex? So far, we'll go down to the next change. Uh, yeah, I, if I'm clear on this, then an emotion is a product of a thought, and it, you're, it, when you're in emotion, you're not experiencing the sensation, and a feeling is a sensation. That's correct. Those accurate? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Good. That would be it. Uh, and and what right. my under what my understanding or my explanation to somebody now would be, and of course, this will be a new piece in the Y workshop is that, and and I did leave in step uh, six, 
the word feel because what happens to people when they cancel their goal and collapse and drop down into and heal the thought, all of a sudden they're able to feel the sensations in their bodies. They can feel again instead of being stuck mm-hmm. in their emotional nature where most people don't, you know, unless they, until they spend the time to build the brain cells, if they're enraged and they go, well, tell me where you're feeling that in your body. And we do that a little bit in the meditation that we do. And we go into uh, thoughts and feelings, but, uh, but most people, gee, I don't know if it's in my big toe or my gut or my head or my neck or, you know, when people start to build the brain cells for it, they can go, oh, yeah, I'm feeling that in my throat. Oh, no, that's in my chest. No, that's in my gut. But they're actually going then to feel the sensations in their body and feelings. So I did also change in step 5B. Um, Let's see. Where we've got, I invite Ruka incline me toward healing, to restore me to my newborn essence love, to heal my denial, and capacity to generate my emotion. Mm. So I want to start to let loose of this, the kinds of thoughts that produce emotions that keep me unconscious. So I did leave the word, or leave the word emotion in step five, and then in step six, I now feel, I've left it right there at feeling mm-hmm. and usually people are able to start to drop into their bodies and actually feel excellent so Rex do you want to, me to go on to a couple other other items well, had? not quite yet um, okay uh, let me I know. like what you're saying Michael as far as the uh, the process of feel and sensations that's good because that's often been my experience once I cancel the goal and, you know, my capacity, I, again, per, per our previous conversation, I had group feeling and emotion and kind of work with them back and forth without having a really clear understanding of it, all, although I had a feeling understanding of it, which is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. it, I had a sense of, the, of a comprehension that there was a difference, and every time I did it, I would make an adjustment, but I didn't know what I was doing on a, on a conscious level, I would suggest. So, so it's helpful for me is to bring this into clarity. And when I would get down to that step and I would say I now feel, most often it would be quite often, uh, it would be a sensory. It would be expanded, um, light, um, uh, joyous, you know. Yep. It would just yep. be. And so then it would be rarely, and if it was an emotion, I would write the emotion in there, and then it would, and then I would almost always come up with another worksheet that would be coming out right. of it. Yep. And I, so I like that clarification. That's really that helps to put it into a, a good context for me, an ideal context. Um, if cool. I go back up, so I did have one question on one A. Yep. If we're yep. at the very top, I Rex, who yep. am love, feel, and then you still have that the same way, nope. right? No, no feeling. No. Okay, no feeling. that's where you say. I Rex, Tell me again what you wrote. I Rex, I Rex, who am love, am experiencing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, in brackets, I've, I, on the new worksheet we've now got, identify your emotions. And then B period and a space to put the emotion in. Okay, that's, I did not write that, so I missed that. I can... Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully uh, within, I don't know if Jeannie's still working on it because she was supposed to go and spend some time with this doctor, uh, but hopefully uh, that worksheet will be up before the end of the day. I don't know what's happening with the website. It's just, you know, it's one of those website things. You know, when they work, they're awesome, and when they don't, they're, they can be a hassle. Mm. <laughs> okay, Rick. Yes, I had a, my dog was barking at the person walking across we the heard street. It. I, okay. had, I thought that I was had, you. I put you on mode immediately. You thought it was me, huh? I can get pretty loud sometimes. Um, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, that's the piece that I, I was seeing was a little um, that didn't quite fit, and I had missed that initial part. I had heard it, but I didn't write it in. Uh, so this is excellent. I think it's great um, to bring it into a clear perspective. I would like to, before we move on, Paul, because I know Paul has a couple questions that we've been discussing as well that we'd like to get your input on, and and then Michelle. And, and if Tim is on the program, I really welcome his um, insights into these 
you know, what we're working with. Uh, so if any time he comes on, just speak up, Tim. Love to hear you. Michelle, Paul, you is your email Paul underscore chance? No. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what. I, I don't have your email in my uh, my uh, Gmail, so if you want to give it to me, I will hit this button, and you guys will have a copy of the worksheet. I've got it on my phone. We just haven't gotten it to go on the computer okay. yet. <clears throat> go for it. Yeah, it's my first initial and last name, so it's P R E P I R E Rex Edward Tom Rex Edward Paul. Okay. I Susan Charlie. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far. Yeah, I I see in Charlie. Okay. K Y is in yes. Picky is R E P I C K Y. Okay. So it's P with Picky at Gmail. P O M. All right. Well, I just hit the send button, so it should be in your inbox any second if it's not already there through the magic of technology. This is just so amazing. Yeah. I remember the days when I wanted to do a new worksheet, I had to go to the to the print shop. I had to tell them what I wanted. And then they had to look at it and say, okay, well, I'll come back tomorrow. And I come back tomorrow. No, this is no, no, no. We got to do no, no. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then we had to put it in the mail to somebody. It's certainly a different world. Certainly a different world. We're blessed. So, Michael, I had a question regarding what you just sent to Paul. You, you had tried to send me something earlier, but it just opened up to your YouTube video. It didn't open up to uh, any yeah. kind of... If you, if you look in your Gmail, you've got the new worksheet. Or you're in your email, you've yeah. got the new worksheet. Oh, that, there you go. I see it there, yeah. yeah As okay. do you, so Michelle. That... And Tim, if you're there, you've got it. And uh, Ron, if you're there, you've got it. Cool. Okay, let's see here. <laughs> that, that is magic. That's really magic. It is. I mean, it's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and the older you are, the more magical it is. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that, that's <laughs> true, too. That's true. I'm glad I was Michael, just is that Michael, is that my Ruka email or my other email? Uh, Probably my I, I don't know. I just, I, just, I nope. just put Rex in and your email address came up. I can't see it now. Yeah, I got it. All right. Okay. Opening now. Ah, perfect. Oh, that's easier than me writing and scribbling and. <laughs> there you go. Good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and for so anybody else other... on the on the show, if you if anybody else is there and you've got my uh, my text address, you could text text me your email and I'll send it to you right now. And then later today, it should be on the website. So. Mm. Cool. So then we'll here's do the best another we can. question. Uh, thank you. Uh, another question relating to this, and that is something that's come up in conversations in my own mind and also with other people at times, um, and that is the process that sometimes can make something that is simple in its... Uh, action, simple in its um, simple steps, like, you know, identify the goal, identify your upset, cancel the goal, invite, reestablish love, you know, and so on and so forth. Those the main steps of the process. Right. I had a question in my mind when I was, when we were, when Paul and I were just processing this and, and really working on this and then brought it up in the program. The question that came up first before when we talked briefly um, yesterday it was yesterday, uh, was the risk of making something complicated. And, and so are we, are, we, are we leaning towards that when we start breaking things down to the degree we are in a worksheet process, Michael? That wouldn't be my this, take. This, my, my take is we're simplifying it. Okay. It get once you you know again. Let, let's go back when uh, when Plato said, "Let me define the words and I'll end the argument." That uh, once you've got a specific definition, then you can actually communicate about whatever it is that you're uh, wanting to communicate about. 
Yes. And Susan, that's on its way. My apology. I didn't realize you were there. So, well, no, I, like I think, this I think better. that I mean, there's there. I think there's a game that people play of mental masturbation, where it becomes a big intellectual process to try to avoid something. But that isn't my sense of what's happening here. My sense of what's happening here is we're getting down to refining the fine points so that we can communicate the fine points. And when people can easily build the brain cells for the fine points because we understand how to explain them, then it's easier for them to come play with us on it, to understand it and use it. Well, and, my, and, you know, if, for me, like when you brought that up yesterday, I mean, to me, it's just clarifying important fine points. If it were yep. the opposite, I'd have, I would, I would have invited you to take a breath and ask you why you're hanging out in your head, and let's get down into what's really happening. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I never hung out in my head before. Yeah, right, right. Okay, well, that's, that's true. sarcasm. I I'll call, I caught myself on that. That's sarcastic. Yes, I have been in my head a fair amount, uh, but I spent I spend a lot more time in my beingness now, which is quite enjoyable, yeah. actually. Yeah, it is. It's pretty awesome. So I I think with what I'm looking at, especially seeing the worksheet in the way that it is, it does help a lot with clarifying those aspects that I had difficulty with at times. And in teaching the workshop, I think it's a lot easier to teach when it's set up this way too. Oh yeah, no question. I mean that's so what, I, that's what I mean that worksheet what you're looking at is literally 35 years of work and I cannot tell you. You know, uh today just with your time, my time and uh you know working on it last night, there's about 6 hours in that change. Oh yeah. I could not mm. venture a guess <laughs> at what it's taken to bring that worksheet to where it is, but it's probably 10,000 hours plus to get that piece of paper where it is, the way it is, at least 10,000 hours. Well, just for everybody listening, um, I didn't have a direct experience of what you're describing until Paul and I took on the task we're doing. <laughs> and yep. Yep. it's like, I mean, we have this set up to be completed by the 31st, and we laughed ourselves right up to the 31st. And we just knew it just it was not possible. I mean, we're devoting a lot of linear time, you know, six, eight hours or more a day. And it's just a big commitment. And we are moving, like I mentioned with Michael in a private conversation, it feels like sometimes it, it, the sense is that it's got like mud around my feet with big, thick boots on dragging along. And yep. so I'm, I am constantly reminding myself, okay, keep it simple, keep it simple, keep it simple, and also be clear with what I'm communicating and and what we're communicating. And this is what really brought these questions to bear when we started really addressing feelings and emotions. And that's what really initiated the conversation that we had with you, Michael and Tim, um, and and, uh, Jeannie, about emotions and feelings and thoughts. It was a great clarification program and then we see what's unfolding now and then Paul and I went back and this is happening throughout the entire process so what I'm saying to everyone is that there is um, I have been a person who has said there's a lot of words here and this seems like there's a lot well there is a lot and if, if we as teachers and sharing qualities with, with other people. We don't, we're all teachers. I mean, everybody's a student as a teacher as far as I'm concerned. Um, and, and so the idea of sharing this information with someone is that encapsulated in one page is a tremendous amount of information that will reinforce the truth and support a person having a direct experience of being loved. And it, 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 it does so many different things in this that I have known for a long time, but I am just getting a much better comprehension of it. So although well, it may uh, seem me... like... Go ahead, Michael. Sure. No, finish off. Go ahead. I thought you were finished. Um, well, much better comprehension of it. 
and recognizing the value because words have frequency and, and vibrations and frequencies and those frequencies are resonating in a mind to the degree that that mind has the ability to resonate those words in it and their true meaning. And if, I don't know if I'm articulating it very well, but I'm getting it on a much deeper level. Cool. Got it. Cool. Well, let me give you a little, another little piece of history. You know, the, the foundation, when we were working with, when the translation work was being done, there were 25 translators and most of you have heard this part before, that those translators had to come to an agreement on what a word meant before it made it into the Enlightenment book, before it made it into the, uh, the work. But, but that was not, just because the 25 translators agreed, did not mean that it was correct. The next step in verification was, and this was basically my part in the process, was to take it into the laboratory of the classroom and see if it worked. If it didn't work, it went back to the drawing board. In the early days, when Dan McDougall and I were working together on this, you know, I was in Theodosia, he was in uh, Albany, Georgia, we would spend, and this is back when it cost money to be on the phone every minute you were on the phone, it wasn't the freebie stuff where once you pay for it, you got it unlimited. Literally, we spent for at least five years, two to four hours a day, pretty much seven days a week on the refinement of these ideas on every one of them. We would go back and forth and up and down and sideways. And Dan was the kind of guy who, well, when he was in the Navy, they did an IQ test on everybody in the Navy, and he was number two. And so, I mean, there was just this refining process, just like what we've done here, in order to get literally every idea, not only in that worksheet, but in all of the worksheets. And so that's what's been invested. That's what it's taken. And, and you know, some people say, well, this is too complex. Okay, so let me see. You have been struggling with your life all your life, and you want all the answers in five minutes or less for $5. Excuse me? It's not going to happen. People are going to have to invest their time, intelligence, money, and energy in doing it. And, you know, it's amazing over the years I've had so many people who said, you know, Michael, this work has made such a difference in my life, so much of a difference in my life, I could never pay you. And then they don't. <laughs> and I invite people, and I invite people who've been supported to step in. I invite people who see the value and have received the value to support it because we're not finished yet. We're just getting going on a global scale with this. Literally, tomorrow, I could start projects to spend $5 million to take this to the next level of taking it on a global scale. So if you're out there and you've experienced this and you've been working with it and it's been benefiting you, support it. Support it by taking on a project, by helping with a project. Support it by taking money out of your pocket or out of your credit card or whatever it is and go to the website and make a donation and keep it moving. And I invite you to look at the impact that it's had for you and on you and the people around you and support it on the level of the impact that you see. Back in the early days, you know, money wasn't very abundant. It was a struggle. And Dan, well, Dan was literally living hand to mouth, could hardly pay his rent because he was in a town of Albany, Georgia, and couldn't even get enough money moving there to even literally to feed them. Now, when I went to see Dan, Dan was not allowed to put his hand in his pocket. If we went for dinner, if we did anything, he wasn't allowed to put his hand in his pocket. And I didn't have money, but he had even less. And for a period of 15 years, every month, and it didn't matter whether I had the money or not, you know, Dan got anywhere from 400 to $2,000 a month for 15 years to support him in the development of this. So anybody that's out there, you know, if, if you think about what you're receiving from it, I invite you to consider because here's what I know is when you're in the flow, your abundance flows. When you withhold, then it doesn't flow. And that was a piece of learning I did in the early days with doing this work. Actually, Michael, when you were um, sharing that story, I thought to myself, is I wonder if that's the birthplace of I have twice as much money as I'm able to spend. <laughs> yep. Yep, it was. <laughs> well, and I had, was. Um, 
I had a wonderful experience uh, why I wasn't able to be on the program yesterday. I was um, going to get a passport because I was told I had to have a passport to go to Canada. I didn't understand that I could get one on my license. I didn't know. I didn't know an enhanced license, but I didn't know that. So I went to the passport place, and it was going to be $220 with expediting it. And and then a person just showed up standing there in the office and saying, well, you need to get a... uh, a uh, a money order and they said well I said well where do I get money order right now and she said well you go to the bank and he said well are you a member of MSU Credit Union I said yes so I went across the street left the building went across the street downtown went to the money order place to the MSU Credit Union there were two people or four people four tellers all of them free I looked at one and I went started walking up toward that teller but then the one on the end was a lady with a great big smile on her face, and she waved her hand at me, and she said, come down here. So I went, okay. I went down there. This lady, in, in the process of doing the banking and getting this money order for $180, plus I had to pay extra, um, as I mentioned, she says, you're getting a passport. Where are you going? I said, to Canada. She says, well, have you considered getting a, a license enhancement? I, I don't know what it is. She said, well, yeah, you can just go to the base. It cost me $98. I said, oh, that'd be a lot less expensive because Mitzi and I both had to get one. Well, as it came out, it was a long day getting that all done. I left the bank, didn't go back to the place to pay 220 ended up calling Mitzi. We went down to the Secretary of State, and for $90, got both of our passports, license enhancement, and now can go to Canada or Mexico and a cruise without having a passport, and we saved over three hundred dollars. And cool. I didn't know any of that. And I and what really resonated that for me was what I said to Missy. I said, "Honey, this is an example of abundance because the universe always supports me by saying yes and will will guide me every minute of the way." if I am willing to be present with love. And it was so obvious once I saw it when that lady was smiling and I didn't know she had my answer. I didn't know that her, yep. it was right there waiting for me. So I, I think that's just a great example of what we're talking about. The universe is always conspiring to support us. Yes. So Paul had a couple questions that he and I would talk about and he's going to present them. Um, if we're, if you're okay, Michael, we can move ahead a little bit. Okay, Michael, um, the question is around some confusion concerning trigger versus resonance. Um, You know, are they the same or are they different? And uh, we kind of got into the looking at the energies. Um, You know, a trigger will have a certain energy around it, and you have an energy inside you connected to a goal. Well, the trigger my take would be... The, the trigger would be the mechanism. The result would be would happen through resonance. So I have somebody who triggers me, and they trigger me through resonance. So if I have some hidden fear, then I'm radiating a frequency. Somebody taps in that frequency, shows up, and cancel the thought, screams in my face. So they are now my trigger. Their screaming in my face is going to resonate my brain cells, of fear. And then I'll do one of two things. I'll either go, oh, my fear is up. I think I'll forgive my fear. Or I'll go, why are you trying to scare me? And I'll go into another level of disease or disorder. If I'm aware of it, I'll recognize, oh, I have a goal for this person to treat me, speak to me lovingly, gently, respectfully. I'll just cancel that goal, collapse into my fear, and forgive my fear. Boop, now I'm free of fear. Okay, now, what did you want to scream about? And they'll go, well, you know, I, I forget it. It wasn't that important. It'll be gone. Okay. Is that the refinement? Business is a process. Okay. All right, because I think we're using... We, we, you know, when you look at this, if you use the word "triggered," then it's no longer really. You turn the noun into a it's, verb. It's an, it's, exactly, exactly. That yeah. will do it. That will. And I've been triggered through resonance. Yeah, I've been triggered through resonance. Right. Triggered. So the resonance, resonance is always going to be the energy that matches what's in me that brings up what's right. here. So I could use the word as a noun, they are my trigger, or I could use it as a verb, I've been triggered. And it would, But the mechanism of the triggering is happening through resonance. Okay. 
In one case, they're the trigger, they're my object of attention. In the other case, I'm triggered, I'm talking about a process happening inside of me that's happening through resonance. Mm. Okay. Does that clarify for you, Paul? Um, yeah, I believe so. Um, One of the great ways of knowing is to speak back what you just heard. I'll put you on the well, spot. I've, yeah, well, I've written it, uh, I've teed it in as best I could. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I understand. I get the idea of the trigger being the mechanism. Mm-hmm. And see, I was attaching energy to a trigger in my initial understanding. So, and of course, there is. I can't, I would fall, I yeah, the I person getting, who who is my people. trigger, the person who is my trigger is going to be exuding an energy, and yeah. that energy is what triggers me. Right, and that's going to resonate with the energy in me that of that frequency. Right, law of exchange. All right, and so, recognizing yeah. that when I hold an energy. You know, the, one of the primary things to be aware of with resonance is resonance causes emotion. You know, if I hit a middle C tuning fork on a desk and I put it near a second middle C tuning fork, the second tuning fork is going to vibrate. But when I take it into a human system, it's not just going to create motion, but it's going to tr- create motion toward. So if I hold fear, anger, rage, guilt, grief, I'm going to move somebody. Somebody's going to be inclined through resonance to move toward me and bring that up in me. It's, it's like the universe is conspiring to keep us well, and so if we ever put a disease energy in, we're going to get a whole parade of people that are going to show up to resonate what we need to uh, forgive. Right. And these, these Such an awesome uh, energy. <laughs> <laughs> and these energies that are within me that are being resonated are, uh, I don't know the right word, is it attached to goals? They're part of a goal? Well, well no. What happens is, so remember the Harvard research, 10,000 brain cells fire and nine bits of data get into conscious awareness. Obviously, something has to determine which nine bits of data are going to be used. Something drives that process. So we have this mass of data within us in a given time frame, which is, according to Harvard, about a 25th of a second. There's, there are 10,000 measurable units of electrical activity that are going on within us. And in that exact same time frame, a max of nine bits of data gets into awareness. My understanding or my take would be that then the goal is the driver that determines which data is used to produce my perception. If my perception is contains pain, it's because, not because of the goal, it's a perfectly wonderful goal. I want this person to speak to me lovingly, gently, and with respect. Everybody should have that goal for everybody all the time. It's a wonderful goal. It's not that there's anything wrong with the goal. I'm not canceling the goal in step five because there's anything wrong with the goal. I'm canceling the goal because when I load that goal in my mind, it causes me to use something I've dissociated from that's based in pain to build my brain's image of them, and that's where my disturbance and upset comes from. So when I cancel the goal, the end result of that driver's activity, that goal's activity, showing me something that I've hidden from myself in a picture of my brain's image of someone else, that picture collapses. When it collapses, you could imagine it collapsing in on itself, and as it collapses in on itself, I now have access to what's at the root of it. If I bring conscious, active, present love to what's at the root of it, now, up until five years ago, I couldn't have explained this to you. This is something that took me 30 years to learn. When I cancel the goal and I bring that hidden part, what I've collapsed into, to awareness, I've now got a space in conscious awareness to bring that forward. If love is conscious, active, and present, then there's the dissolution of whatever underlies it. Okay. And most Alrighty. people, their whole lives are run are run by what's under the surface. You know, I remember the day you called and you were sharing about a, a woman who uh, who had someone who had died and she had all the pain and mm-hmm. trauma. And right. as soon as she canceled the goal, all of a sudden, 
She's feeling joy and aliveness instead of pain and trauma. That circumstance of someone dying showed her her content, but, you know, to me, the magnificent genius of Yeshua to give us this tool to give us a way to process what's under the surface that if people never learn to go in and do that, it just becomes the run. It's what runs their whole lives to have the privilege of knowing how to drop into that and remove it is to me just like, it's such a life changing piece of information. It's just beyond comprehension. Yes, it is. And I just sent a uh, I just sent a text yesterday actually to Mark. I don't know if Mark might be on the call, but uh, I sent a text yesterday to Mark. We had talked about whether or not he was going to come to Laws of Living, and uh, I put a little note in there asking if you were going to be coming with him if he does. Okay. In August. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if my schedule will permit that. Um, some commitments I have, but. Uh, I would love to be there. <laughs> that's that's for well, sure. You know, when you uh, you yeah. look at what happens on the radio show and the shifts and the energy and the movement, you can't fathom what happens in a space where mm. there are you know yeah. X number of people who are really about doing their work and achieving these refinements and the energy that moves is just monumental. Yeah. yeah. So if it okay. works, that'd be cool. Good, good. If it doesn't, that'll be cool too. Yes. Yes. Um, all right, we're down to about right, eight so, minutes. Another question? Uh, yeah. Um, let's, let's hope this is a simple one. Uh, my understanding around the goal canceling process is, um, I mean, the goal uh, management process is that, um, you know, if you if you say I'm, uh, you're going to bed at night and say I cancel all of my goals at night, is, is it possible to actually cancel all of your goals, or is that something you do? Because in the morning you get up, you still have goals remaining that are in generational and all these things still going on. So it doesn't seem like something seems out of whack there, I guess. <laughs> well, the, the, the idea is not that by saying I cancel all my goals, all of my goals are going to be canceled. No, in, in the worksheet there I'm okay. saying I have canceled in other words, I looked at, you know, I had some stresses about dad. I canceled the goal I had for dad tomorrow. I had some stresses about I had I didn't get this accomplished yet. I was stressed about that. So I'm going in and I'm canceling each goal individually, right, whatever, as I become aware. And, and as I drop into deeper layers of my mind, I start to eliminate the unconscious dynamics and I start to become aware of, God, now I see why I, I act just like my father in that situation. He had the same goal, and I didn't even know I had it in my mind. Well, it came in my genes. <laughs> and when I uh, was able to get in touch with it, become conscious of it and remove it, all of a sudden that stress is gone. I remember years ago worked with a woman in Atlanta, and this woman was probably in her, I don't know, early 40s, late 30s. And she had been promiscuous all her life, and she couldn't help herself. I mean, she would swear, that's it, I'm never going to go to bed with another man, and she'd meet a man, and bang, she'd be in bed with him, but she just, she couldn't control herself. What she got in touch with was, when she was small, she had an uncle that she just idolized and adored and just loved to be with him, to cuddle with him, and be close to him. And when she was about six, he strong-armed her, pushed her away, would never let her get close to him. There was never anything, as far as she could recall, sexually inappropriate. He just strong-armed her. And the goal to be close to her uncle was what drove her promiscuity. She had her choice back around men when she got in touch with that dynamic and was able to cancel it. That was the end of her promiscuity. So it's it's becoming conscious of those things, and the ongoing process is to become conscious and review each day. You know, if you've uh, listened to the um, the video on getting the stress you need, there's a meditation there where we go in and do a meditation canceling, you know, in relationship to education and church and body weight and all, all sorts of things. We go through a whole. Uh, Michael, just to interject, the question we had um, came to play with the mind goal management exercise at the end of the day. Yes. At the end of the day when we're laying in bed, 
And I cancel all my goals every night except for the can. I, I set a goal for um, revitalizing healthy, peaceful sleep. Um, but right. I, I cancel all my other goals. And Paul said, well, does that mean that we cancel that? Yeah. Is that then if that was the case, then why don't we just have a clean slate and we're just all done? And that was where the question came into play. I yep. thought that'd be a great yep. question to ask on the program. You know, in computer language, there's a uh, global search and replace. I haven't found a global search and replace yet, except except the rule of the three the rule of the three P's, and that is practice, practice, practice. You got to do your work. I, I haven't found a so global it, search and replace for the human mind yet. So is it is it is it likely, or is this a part of it? When I do say. I cancel all my goals so that I can rest. Vitality would come into play. Um, willingness would come into play. Level of awareness would come into play. As to what degree I'm able to, in depth, I'm able to cancel all those goals in that moment when I'm getting ready to sleep. Well, Rex, if we were in intensive, I'd be getting a grin on my face right now, and I'd be turning toward the board and writing all of the above. Yes, right. yeah, all of it. I mean, that's what the whole, you know, that's what the whole work is about. It's all of it, mm-hmm. all of it, all the time, in regard to everything that anybody wants to achieve or change in their lives. So then, the short answer would be no. You're not going to be canceling all your goals, no, because it takes time and process to do that. <clears throat> I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put an absolute no on it. Is it possible okay. that, that with practice, with the rule of the three Ps, I could come to a skill level where I can wipe the slate clean of goals? I think that's possible. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. So I wouldn't Fair want enough. to say, that's oh, no, answer. you can't do that, but it's going to take a little practice. Yep. So, well, I have noticed that as I do that personally, Michael, when I'm, you know, doing my exercises, getting ready for rest and sleeping, and I do the breathing and I connect the breathing and I just let things flow and then I cancel all my goals and then establish a conscious goal of deep rest, rejuvenative rest. What I find is that as time goes on, I seem to be able to move into deeper and deeper levels of sleep and rejuvenate easier and more. So maybe that's a testament to what you're saying as well. Yeah, as you do your work, I mean, again, I, I, from my understanding, my take is that having an unconscious mind is a total aberration. We're not designed to have one. So if I didn't have an unconscious mind, I'd be aware of all goals that are running in my mind, and I'd be able to cancel each and every one of them individually and perhaps get to the point where I could do it collectively. But as long as I've got an unconscious, as long as I've got – aspects of my genes that I haven't touched into yet and cleaned up and of my generations, then those things are going to tend to, to want to step in on automatic pilot and run the system. And as I do my work, I'm lowering the threshold. I'm lowering the veil. I'm opening to where there's less and less and less unconscious activity, and I'm in awareness of all activity in my mind over time. And we're down to the last minute or so, so I'm going to have mm. to start to close Perfect. the show out and just say uh, it's awesome to be having this conversation on the show so that everybody can get the uh, the benefit of it. And I look forward to more questions that you guys come up with as you're uh, refining the uh, the process of putting together the curriculum for the Ruka Group and uh, continuing the conversation so everybody gets to play. It's pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Michael, so much. All right. Delighted. So, everyone, if you're ready to take your work to the next level, go to wagn.org, push the, uh, look at the uh, red and white bullseye in the middle of the page, click on it. It'll open the whole forgiveness process. Hit the YouTube link. Go look at the uh, videos on our YouTube site. If you're really ready to go to the next process, we've got a nine-day why is this happening to me again, a 16-day laws of living this summer, and a 10-day food fund forgiveness and work program. So take a look on the website. Check it out. Come and play. In the meantime, have the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give the world. Blessings. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radios with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and myself, Jeannie Rice, as we present the Internal Aramaic Process of Forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael, myself, or Aramaic Forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org.